1: As a small company, we actually do the customer support ourselves, even as directors of the company. And yeah. sometimes, every now and then, you see a name pop through on a support ticket and you think, I know that name. And it happened to you recently, didn't it?
2: It did. I was checking out support and I, th- I was looking at all-, all these lovely people who are buying Response Suite and any way I can help people with their Response Suite surveys and all this lovely stuff. And then I saw this name and it was the name Mike Capuzzi. And I thought, I know that name. I remember a man with dark facial hair from back in the day when we were all doing the offline direct response copywriting, and when we wanted to put hand-written, handwritten little copy doodles on our on our sales letters and stuff to draw attention to things and make them look wacky and really penetrate, thing, penetrate the sort of people's minds, you would buy them off Mike Capuzzi. He was the man behind copy doodles. And I was like, and now I spent money with Mike back in the day, bought copy doodles, and then now... Mike's given me some of his money. There's something amazing about when somebody you've been a customer of and you think's like this brilliant legend in marketing and then you see them as a customer of yours. So a little marketing lesson, buy stuff from your friends, first of all, and also buy stuff and then you never know. Like th- those people might buy stuff from you as well. And that's how we knew that we'd made it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man who has no idea... Why he decided to dye his hair red in the first place. Hypnotist
1: Robert Temple. And of course, the man who, for his entire life, thought that the man who sings the song Walking in Memphis, that's Mark Cohen, was in fact Cher. He calls himself the mind reader. It's Kennedy.
2: Oh, you're so welcome. It's a good tune, but I just thought it was like it was a really raspy, nice, lovely sort of sounding Share thing. Speaking, speaking of, of good tunes. Speaking of good tunes, let's, let's kick off the show. and Kennedy.
0: Your head now
1: they can help you see how your subscribers think instead. You've got to list, you've
2: got your list. Now uh now a open rate. It's a spot, Hit the spot, put four Now you've got you got uh oh, oh, the email marketing show We're about to do it again. Excited for this week's guest. You
1: really missed the applause there. <laughs> Having one of those days, mate. Hey, this is Rob and Kennedy. Hello. From Response Suite.
2: We're really pleased to be with you. We're really pleased to be with our guest this week as well. So, Rob, our guest this week, Mr. Mike Capuzzi, one of these three things is true about him either he can do a perfect impression of Fred Flintstone. Mm -hmm. or he was born in South Africa, Mm. or he's got his wife's handwriting all over the world. Which one of those things is true about Mike Capuzzi?
0: <laughs> I've been quite clever go. here, you
2: know, just, just
1: so you know. Oh, have you? I've been very clever. Ah, no, because that's that sounds oh, like a question. I was all in doing there with the copy doodles. Uh, okay, in that case, I'm going to take the bait and I'm going to say that it's not the last one, which feels like the obvious one. I'm going to say that he does a perfect impression of Fred Flintstone.
2: Well, Mike, can you do his impression of Fred Flintstone, please? Oh yeah, I never do. No, it was. terrible. It wasn't that one. <laughs> was it his wife's
1: handwriting? On it one was his one wife's handwriting. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'm so angry.
2: <laughs> Mister misled, Mr. D- Mike, mate, how are you? I'm well, guys. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. So it's your wife's handwriting that is the handwriting of copy doodles. Uh,
0: she was the first. Yeah, she was
2: the first. And I love to be in that conversation when you said, "Darling, you won't be the last."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 it's so true. I mean, we we are. We will visit websites, you know, just you know, like anybody, right? And all of a sudden, her handwriting is on that website. Or our local hospital, we were at our hospital years ago, and her handwriting was on a big poster. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been pretty amazing.
1: It's quite <laughs> funny. Now we live in a world where you can do like reverse image searches. So you could literally take one of your images of her handwriting and search it on the internet and just find it all over the book. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And is, is the hospital the most
2: bizarre place you've found some of the copy doodles?
0: It probably, I mean, hospital. Offline, yeah, because it was so. You know, a it was our local hospital. Uh, B I wasn't expecting. I was literally walking down a hallway and they had the posters on the wall. And yeah, it turns out so. You know, one of our Copydoz members who is an ad agency was doing work with the hospital and uh yeah our, our doodles 100%. were in the hospital
2: that's amazing amazing i mean copy doodles is one of those legendary things i mean you you work your socks off on that but we're not really here to talk too much about copy doodles today although a lot of listeners will know you from that world of course that's been
1: around a while we're really here to talk about something else right yeah we want to talk about this thing that you call behavioral email marketing so big question what the hell's that what is it <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it's not something I came up with per se. It's a, it's a you know, way of describing email marketing uh, that goes beyond just standard uh, linear email marketing. So the idea is you send emails and subsequent emails based on behavior and what a person's doing in those emails okay. or sure. what they're doing on a website or what they're doing as far as buying stuff or doing things. So it's really about, instead of just sending out emails, is how can you send out emails based on a person's behavior?
2: Okay, what kind of behaviors are you looking at in your campaigns for these kind of things?
0: Yeah, so I mean, there's a, obviously there's many different ones, sure. uh, but you know, simple ones, real simple ones, just to give examples. If someone's clicking on something, so you know whether or not you know you you embed links in an email. If you have a behavioral-based marketing system that you're using, email marketing system. Obviously, if someone clicks on link one versus link two, you can do different things based on the you know the clicks they're making. Um, things that I like to do, obviously, if they're you know buying stuff from you, um, sending very specific emails relative to what they purchased, maybe add-ons or upsells, um, thank you gifts, whatever. Uh, and then another thing would be surveys. And again, this is how we got to know you guys. Right. It, you know, we are a huge fan of doing surveys. For years, I had been looking for. We use Infusionsoft, so for years I had been looking for and wishing for an Infusionsoft integrated survey system. Alas, wow. I never, yeah, I could never find one. And then when we found Response Suite, we're like kids. We love it. It's on. <laughs> we're using it. Uh, we sent one little tech support question in, and you know, and now we're here. Still, we're here. <laughs> so but we're using Response Suite to uh, create basically pathways and sending out emails specific to those pathways.
2: Okay, awesome. So let's just take a look at a campaign, for example. If you can think like of a campaign that you you might be running right now for one of your promotions and look at one of the sort of behavioural things that you're doing, what one of those campaigns might look like. I'd love to dig into that a little bit. So let's take a look at, you've sent out an email. We're looking for whether they're clicking or not clicking or other kind of behaviours. Can you give us an example of like exactly what might go into one of these campaigns?
0: So here's a really simple one. And I've, you know, it's funny, I thought about sharing this simple campaign for years and never, I never wrote a blog post about it or anything cause I always kind of assumed people are doing it, but I'm, I'm still blown away. I think there's so much money to be made in the basics, sure. you know, the basics of marketing, the basics of email marketing. So while some listening to this could say, well, that's sort of elementary, I'm sure there's folks that are listening that aren't doing this. So here's a very simple, campaign Kennedy that I think, you know, people just miss. Hmm. So lots of us will offer some sort of online, you know, lead generation offer, you know, download this report, download my ebook tip sheet, whatever. Um, The mistake I think people make is that, you know, people will pop in a name and email or just a name, first name email. And some people will then put the download Uh, right on the thank you page. So right when you fill the form in, it's like, hey, here's your download, uh, click here to download it. I think a better strategy is to use email marketing um, and and really watch a person's behavior. So what do I mean is our thank you page will say, hey, Kennedy, go check your your inbox, right? For our email with this subject line, we're very specific so they can find it, to download your free report. The email that gets sent Um, obviously has the matching subject line, but then, you know, it's a short email. Hey, Kennedy, thanks for requesting my report. You remind them, right, what they just did. Um, You know, click this link. Now you would be surprised, now you guys probably wouldn't because you're email marketing experts, but you would probably be surprised, even though someone requests something from you, you have to still do a, you know, a very concerted effort to make sure they actually download it. Don't, do not assume all because they 5 minutes ago requested your report that they even remember so you want them to click on that if they do not click on that link we have a multi-day campaign that does nothing more than remind them to go get the you know the pdf of the hang report hang on mike are you saying you really care about people downloading the stuff that they've asked for well, I would think you'd want to, right? Because assuming that you know, a that interaction is going to now allow you to have additional campaigns, um, but also it's giving them the information. Hopefully, they were they really want it. But yes, that's that in itself is a very simple strategy. But it's we don't we don't even drop them into the second campaign, which is the fin- you know the, the the more lengthy campaign. Uh, until we know they've clicked the link to download it.
1: What's really nice about this, you know, is that there's obviously, it's becoming more and more popular now to have some sort of welcome sequence. So we we created the Getting to Know You campaign, something that's designed to go out over a few days in order to really kind of connect with your subscriber. Loads of people have that. But there's something really powerful about not triggering that Mm -hmm. until they have... Confirmed the action they, they sort of got onto your list Within the first place And maybe Do you know what Maybe after a few days of, of you sending them emails about it If they haven't clicked To download that thing See you later Maybe sling them in the can Maybe pop yeah. them onto the list To be Because rid these of. days The quality of the people
2: on there And the quality of your deliverability Is more important Than the quantity Like back in the day When you know when you started out And you were teaching me stuff Mike It was all about Get them in Get them in sp- st- Stack them up Hundreds of them Brilliant Brilliant man but these days, actually, because of deliverability issues, because of overwhelmed, overcrowded inboxes, what we really need is to focus on the quality people. If they asked for a thing and they didn't even bother downloading the thing, then you're, you don't have a... relate. That's like the girl who doesn't show up to the first date. That's a good, great, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Right? You're like, hey, I know you, you sort of didn't do that. Hey, you want to get married?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's brilliant. And... The fact that, the fact that- um, I don't even think it's that basic, you said it's really fundamental. I'm thinking, no, I'm absolutely, bloody doing it that. It actually isn't, it's excellent. And the other thing that's really nice about this is it helps to get rid of all the dud email addresses. If you're not doing, if you're not doing double opt-in, if yes. if it's a dud email address, they'll never click that link. That's a definite, like, pop them on the pile to get rid this of it. This is great.
0: And Rob, that's a great point. Let's I just drill on that a little bit more because, again, it really depends on how you want to run your business. So, the way we run ours is first of all, we still ask for first name, last name. I know that decreases opt ins. I'm okay with that. Right. Okay. So, that's my first decision first name, last name, email. And to your point, just giving them the PDF or the download on the thank you page, um, that's, you know, okay. But I do want to know there's engagement, I do want a good email address. Um, so if they don't give a good email address, they're not getting the download late to begin with. So I'm all about trying to the best of my ability to really keep my list as clean as possible on the front end. Um, and again, you would be amazed cause we watch everything, you know, often how many times we have to send them a reminder just to go get it. You know, they, they opted in all of a sudden a phone call came in, someone came into the office, whatever, you know, they, they, they forgot. Um, so yeah, don't don't ever assume because someone requests something from you that they're actually um, gonna do it right then and there.
2: The other thing that's really powerful about this as well is it really confirms the need to give you an email address because if the thing that's downloadable, that's called a downloadable thing, is just on a page somewhere, then rather than make me put my email address in, why don't you just send me the link to that page? Because it's just on, online. Whereas if you need to email me the thing, then, you need my email address yeah. in order to to do that. So we're talking about the compulsion there of tell me where to send this thing to. Oh, okay, that's why you need my email address. I don't have that objection at that moment of opting in and joining the list or whatever. Of oh, why do you need my email address so you, so I can access the report? Well, just put the report on this page. No, no, no. I'm emailing this to yeah. you. That definitely a, makes more sense. It makes so much more Especially sense. Especially
1: when you're in niches that are not about marketing, like people yes. who maybe, you know, if you sell dog training or well, you know something, then that Which might be most even of make our listeners, right? Yeah. yeah. The other the other interesting thing, if you want to go really geeky, I just realised oh, if goes. you've got a four day email campaign just designed to get them to download the report, and of course as soon as they do that you take them out of the campaign, obviously. Um if you tag you can them, just say that again, because in case somebody didn't get that. You, so you they're gonna, over so it, they're gonna opt in now. They're going to send them an email straight away within a few minutes to give them the download. If they don't get it like a day later or 12 hours later or whatever, you send them another one and then another one and another one. And the minute they do click any of the links that take them to the download, you take them out of that sequence and kickstart the next bit. Got it. But if you've got, say, four emails in that what we'll call a consumption sequence, uh, if each of the emails tagged them differently when they click on the download link, you would know how responsive they are. So if they tag day one download, day two download, day three download. You got a real fancy.
2: Download,
1: then that would be cool. Because then you could know, well, they weren't that serious. It took them four days to download the report. Like they've only Well, they're a really busy
2: pop. person or so now, wh- that is, wh- what could you do with that? I mean, I think it's, you've got, you've now got some interesting data. It's a bit
1: like an element of lead scoring, I guess.
2: It is like an element of lead scoring. It's about how impulsive that person is and how busy or distracted they are. And if you know a person took seven years to download that thing, you might go, Ah, uh, maybe not.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, we have we've never gone that deep. It is interesting. <laughs> you got me thinking there. Uh, but it, it it definitely is uh you most definitely could do that.
1: I love that. I absolutely love it. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about this. So we know that basically this is responding to people's behaviours and then triggering different things off the back of that. That allows you, therefore, to make some interesting decisions, doesn't it, to do with the sort of stuff that you send them. So what we've got there is a really good way to make your list nice and clean from day one, uh, to make sure that actually they download the thing they asked for in the first place, which means they are going to be able to buy into your authority and credibility and um, trust factor a bit more because they've actually consumed the thing they wanted. What other... what other parts of your campaign are you using their activity in order to make decisions about what else to send them going forward? So have you got, how how are you doing that stuff?
0: Yeah, at that point, it really becomes, and it depends on what product or service, you know, the funnel is or the campaign is, but essentially we will then in, typically we'll have a minimum, a three campaign um, sequence. So the first campaign, to your point, the consumption one, we don't, you know. Download, download, download. Until they download, they don't go anywhere else. Once they download it, we drop them into campaign two, which is the longer campaign, and in that we will have, we may have, um, you know, click here to download another bonus, uh, click here to visit this blog post, click here to watch this video. So, is click that entire
2: to- campaign, Mike? Is that just in that second campaign for you? Is that all about getting them to take another action?
0: Yeah, it, that is more about engagement. Kennedy, um, you know, trying to build the relationship, um, whatever it might be. So for example, you know, we we talked about copy doodles. I don't recall if it's the current one or one of the ones, but we would have a 30 day campaign. Once somebody, you know, once someone did the first thing, now they're in a 30 day campaign where we are sending them case studies and things to go watch. And if they do certain ones, maybe not every one of them, but there might be certain ones that if I know they click on this, I want to then take them into yet another campaign because they're exhibiting a specific behavior that I can address specifically and that tells me something specific. So, and
2: that could be a certain like problem that you that they might have, because they always click on the thing, which is about how do, how do I get more traffic? And every time you send a little link out, which says, here's my article about traffic, or here's my video about traffic, or here's a little thing about traffic, suddenly you've got, oh, hang on, this person really cares about traffic. Now they can go into that campaign, which has a product or a solution of your own or an affiliate or whatever that solves that problem
0: yeah yeah and i'll tell you you know again going back to what you guys are doing surveys questionnaires interactive you know quizzes things like that um you know people love them uh, consumers love them business people love them and uh you know that is probably one of the most effective ways to have behavioral-based marketing automated marketing mm-hmm. is having some sort of survey on the front end and based on questions and the way they answer those questions, now you have specific follow-up. Right. Flipping and love it. This
1: has been amazing. This is a really <sighs> simple little thing that you can drop in.
2: you yeah, gonna change stuff though. It's yeah. just great. And I
1: think if you're just putting a link into an email somewhere, just stop and think, what can I what information can can I glean from the fact somebody's clicked that link yep. and then what what could that allow me to do in the next campaign or in a later broadcast? I've talked about this
2: for years. I love this segmentation However, stuff.
1: It's time to go over to the Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week.
2: (laughs) It's this week's subject line of the week. Mike, tell us about a subject line that you're in love with. Oh, actually, guys, can I share two
0: of them? I I was excited about this. (laughs) Go on, then. Give us two. All right. So I'm going to give you one that um, was one of our highest open rates. I got a little bit of blowback, but it's okay. And I don't typically do this kind of marketing, but I use it as a teachable moment. Uh, so it was definitely hypey, and it was definitely uh, a little bit in your face. That email subject line was the sexless marriage, the sexless marriage, right? Um, and that's all I had. And I, you know, it was, and I, I used it as a teaching moment with copywriting, talking about how headlines could have a, you know, the stopping effect of a forty-four Magnum. And here, this subject line had that. I did get a little bit of blowback, but I, the open rate on that particular email. Uh, was very, very high. And again, I wasn't trying to be hypey. I was trying to use it as a teachable moment, but yeah, the sexless marriage and then having the email context relative to that. Uh, another one, and I learned this one from Clayton Makepeace, mm-hmm. who's a very you know, very famous copywriter. As soon as he shared this at an event, I automatically used it for my own campaign. And the email, was, the subject line was, I thought about you in the shower this morning. Oh, dot, dot, oh wow, right. that's great. Have you heard about that one? No, No, that sounds great. Actually, the way we did it was we personalized. it. Kennedy, I thought about you in the shower this morning and that's the subject line, Uh, obviously a very odd one. And the context was, uh, the way I used it was, I was doing an event and I sent this email based on people's inactions to sign up for the event. So my thought was, I was in the shower this morning. I wondered why the heck didn't Kennedy sign up for my event yet? Oh, right, that's that's the story. Dude, um, when, how, when we're
2: promoting our now. event, when we're promoting our event inbox, which is right. coming up in June, we are going to be people are going to be receiving that email.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I thought about you in the shower this I heard that, and again, it, it, it we definitely got a couple people off a of dead center with that. It was a little bit, you know, it was kind of fun, but those are two email subject lines that I just. They're in my archives. They
2: are absolutely amazing. Subject line of the, Subject of the week. week. Subject like, line of the, of the week. week. <laughs> I see how you I try to fix I it. I try it. to fix it on the fly there. It was Mike, professional.
1: <laughs> honestly, this has been brilliant. I have love this, and I've actually got some ideas. This happens all the time where I want to run over to the computer, my computer's over there, and go and uh, and go and do it. So listen, for you know listeners who want to find out more about you and Copy Doodles and everything that you're doing, tell us, where do we go? Yeah,
0: uh, The easiest is just mikecapuzzi.com. So uh, M-I-K-E-C-A-P-U-Z-Z-I.com. There's copydoodles.com. But yeah, Mike Capuzzi will get you to just about all my websites. You know what? We'll
2: link to all of that and loads of notes about this episode and the strategies, campaigns are talked about in the show notes for this, which are over at
1: blog.responsuite.com forward slash doodles
2: you looked at me there as if you, you were like are you going to finish that sentence or not
1: I <laughs> <laughs> just sort of left it hanging sorry
2: so <laughs> blog.responsuite.com slash doodles is the perfect place to do that
1: now of course if you've enjoyed this episode and we know that you have make sure that you go over to subscribe to the email marketing show on your favourite podcast player whether that's Apple Podcast Stitcher Google, uh, Google whatever they call it Google Podcasts Google Podcasts or, <laughs> or anywhere else and of course you can come and take a peek behind the scenes if you'd like to see what a podcast like this looks like over on YouTube as well. Just search for the Email Marketing Show.
2: The Email Marketing Show. Thank you, Mike Capuzzi. Thank
0: you, guys. The
2: Email Marketing Show. I think it's so important to focus on consumption, getting people to do stuff and qualify themselves, rather are just banging them over the head with marketing offers.